It's an Ask LOJ edition. We'll hit all your hot topics. Does this change the trade deadline for the Utah Jazz? And one player whose impact is bigger than any of us are realizing. It's all coming up next on Locked on Jazz. You are Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I am David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. Jazz NBA insider today on Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. It's Ask LOJ and Points Gained Friday. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. Ask LOJ, does the Jazz recent play change their approach at the trade deadline. If you had to give one single reason for the improvement, everybody wants one reason. Why do we all want one reason? Because you do. All right, I'll see what I can do. Uh, What player has surprised you the most in this recent run? What does the recent play do about Taylor Hendricks' development? And what has been the reason Walker Kessler's better off the bench? And what is something nobody has talked about? And then that'll lead us into points gained very, very nicely. Do we just check the NBA standings every day? We probably will. I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider, and this is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thank you to all the everydayers out there that tune in and listen to this show and are part of it. Each and every day, I cannot thank you enough for that. And for those of you that are making Locked on Jazz your first listen today, thank you very much. We are free. We are available on all podcasting platforms. And we much appreciate you being involved. And if you'd like to do us a solid, hit the like button if you like this show on YouTube. And also subscribe and follow on Spotify, Apple, wherever it might be uh, along the way. By the way... I could argue the Jazz are tied for the play-in today. They're listed as 11th, but I don't think I'm going to agree with that. The Jazz are tied for the play-in today. At 19-20, and 20, tied with the Los Angeles Lakers, who lost to the Phoenix Suns last night. And if the Jazz were to win tonight, when they play the Lakers tomorrow, they will actually be the team in the play-in, and the Lakers will be the team out of the play-in. That will not be easy. Toronto's playing much better since we broke them in Toronto. Um, they are they are playing much better basketball. But how about that? We are 19 and 20, and we are in the play-in, tied with the Lakers right now. If the uh, I'm sure we're losing a tiebreaker somewhere, and that's why we're listed as 11th, not 12th. But kind of crazy. Uh, all right, let's get to it. Great questions today. Appreciate it very much. Today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Jace Medical. Uh, empower yourself when you're when you purchase a Jace case by providing a personal supply of five antibiotics to treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at Jace Medical. Use the code Locked On to get 20 percent off or 20 dollars off your order. That's J A S E Medical dot com. All right, uh, Jazz Raptors tonight. We won't really get into that. They are playing much better. They're three and three. R J Barrett and Manuel Quickly have been really efficient since they've gotten there. Their offense has been brilliant. Their defense has been bad. Um, but they've been on a massively long road trip and they're just playing with a lot more juice since the trade and playing a lot better um, since they made that trade that got R.J. Barrett. And R.J. Barrett's been really good for them. All right, let's get to your questions. The first question that is coming in today is, does 
the Jazz, Utah Jazz recent play change their approach for the trade deadline? So this is a really interesting question because actually, the, like, you would think that the answer just, well, of course it does. And on the other end, I think there's actually some depth to this question. It's why I actually am leading with it. Because there's some extent that everything you do has a recency bias. And there's certainly a recency bias to what the Jazz are doing right now, right? In the sense that the Jazz are playing better. But do I think the Jazz are going to bypass a trade that they would have made if we were step, stayed on the 4-11 and 11 approach and we were 8-22 and 22 and we were 12-33? and 33, Do I think there's a trade the Jazz would have made at 12-33 and 33 that they wouldn't make now? And maybe... So maybe there's a circumstance where the Jazz would have had a player where they're like, you know, we're just going to get off him, open up the door, let guys play, just get off. We have a lot of players. So in that sense, I do think that maybe the recent play gives the Jazz some more leverage, gives Justin Zanuck, Danny Ainge some more leverage going into the trade deadline. In other words, when someone calls and says, well, I want this player, and you're like, yeah, well, we're not going to give him up. We're like rolling. We're going to, We're actually going to be one of the eight playoff teams. Like, we're going to catch the Lakers, Houston, and we're, we're going to upset Phoenix or Dallas and get into the playoffs. That argument, I think, gives the Jazz a little bit more leverage than someone saying, hey, I want X just for a second-round pick. We'll just, we'll just toss them in. So I think that's it. The only other thing I would say, though, is that there are almost no sellers right now on this trade market. Like, that's the big conversation is there's so few sellers. So if you actually have assets people want, they might be more valuable than they've ever been before. And in that circumstance, I think the Jazz are willing to make a trade that they would have made if we were if we were 12 and 32 or 33, I think was the number I said. I think they there were there are trades for the right value the Jazz would make that I still think they would make that could negatively impact our ability to make the play in or make the playoffs. And the reason for that is I think that Danny Ainge, Justin Zanuck, Ryan Smith, Will Hardy have a long vision. Right? I don't think the way I'm gonna keep phrasing it is. You know, I'm, I'm scrolling the standings on the bottom of our YouTube channel. So I'm playing right now to April 15th of 2024. I, I, they're not playing to April 15th of 2024. They're playing to June of 2028 or somewhere, of, you know, hoping to be involved in June in 20, by 20. You know, and I'm not saying that they're not doing it for 2027 or 2026, but just they're down the road. That's just a symbolic date. So in one sense, I would say no. It has not changed their approach at all at trade deadline. The only thing I would say is maybe they wouldn't just unload someone for the sake of unloading someone. Um, but it gets, it's a, it's a very, very interesting question um, in, in that sense of what, of, of whether or not it does change it. I, I think it adds leverage and I think it changes um, and it changes a little bit that they may not just unload someone. Um, if I had to give one reason for the improvement what would it be? Um, so, I mean, the easy answer would be time. But I don't think that's what you're looking for. I mean, I can go back to very specific, like, things I saw Will Hardy work on in practice that, you know, it just nobody was taking, taking in. And then finally, they all have. I think the thing everyone wrote about yesterday in all the papers is that the is the rotations working? So I would say maximizing of player value. 
Like what we, and this gets me to my rule of 240. We're throwing 240 quality minutes out every single night right now. Most teams don't have that. And so that's a huge advantage. In fact, we'll get into Walker Kessler here a little bit. His plus minus is just crazy through the roof. It might be because he's playing bench minutes that don't have two. These are the minutes that don't have 240 against us. And the Jazz are just killing people in those minutes right now. Killing people. Um, So the maximizing of the players, getting figuring out how to use Colin Sexton, how to use John Collins and Walker Kessler, how to use the addition of, of, of playing Chris Dunn, we'll get to in a second. Um, I think has allowed for the, the rule of 240 to kick in. And the rule of 240 is that there's 240 minutes in a game of player minutes, and most teams don't have that anymore because of the collective bargaining agreement or for whatever reason. And right now, we are getting the rule of 240 on our side. Um, and I think that, so that's what I would go with. I would go with the maximizing of all of our players right now um, Will Hardy likes to talk about using their superpower. He's used their superpower. Um, and I think that's, um, I think that's, that's probably the answer. By the way, over on YouTube during the show, you're more than welcome to be answering the same questions. Uh, we are, uh, makes it for a fun conversation and fun chat. And then you're welcome to send me thoughts on X at DLock09 as well. Next one that came in, what impact has a player, what player's impact has surprised you the most? This has got to be for me, Chris Dunn. So I love Chris Dunn's tenacity, his leadership, all the strengths. I thought his fact he doesn't shoot and he does not shoot well from the outside really was pretty, and frankly, playing with Colin Sexton, who used to not shoot from the outside either. I really thought that was a prohibitive for him to be successful in this league. That he was an, a nice that he could play some minutes and do some things, but that frankly, the fact that like he hasn't taken more than one, three in, I think seven straight games is, and that he's three or it's eight straight games, three straight games, seven straight games. And he's one, you know, it's three for seven. And that he hasn't taken a free throw in eight games. I was just looking at the negatives. I'll be just, I guess I'll be totally honest. I was looking at the negatives. I just did not think you could be a productive player on the floor took one as a guard who took one three a game and doesn't go to the free throw. Uh, I, I just thought that was impossible. Um, and frankly, he's taking five shots in three games. I didn't, but so that is the player who has surprised me the most. I understood all the things he's great at. Gets into you, leads the team, has a tenacity, plays his off, um, defends, at, sets a tone, leads, been great. Um, but I really, I have to be honest, I, and I, I'm still, I'm not all the way there. I'll be, I'll, like, it's working, it's great. So that's the player who surprised me the most. I don't know that I think that's a long-term viable answer um, to have that much of a limit. But with the ball in your hands, you have gravity, and that may be what he's doing. Will's also using it brilliantly. He's starting and playing about 21 minutes a night which is great because he sets the tone and he leads and in key moments he's available and he closed the game in Milwaukee when he, when we needed to be settled and he closed the game in another, I think Miami in a close game when we need to be settled. So yes. So it's absolutely great. So I give him super credit. All right. We got more coming. What does this do to Taylor Hendricks? Why is Walker Kessler better off the bench? And 
a one that I really like, which leads me into points gained today. So we've got all that still coming. We're just getting started on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. The Friday edition of Locked on Jazz is brought to you by our friends over at Murdoch Hyundai. Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden. The Hyundai lineup of cars is absolutely fabulous from the the SUV, the small little zippy Kona, all the way to the gorgeous Palisade with the Santa Cruz in between. I've purchased two of those Santa Cruises, so I certainly, um, or excuse me, Santa Fe's. The Santa Cruz is the truck hybrid it's pretty great. Was driving that recently. The Santa Fe's I've bought two of. Although I'm currently driving the Tucson. Just totally fabulous. So it's a great lineup of cars. And then you get the Murdoch treatment. 90 years nearly in Utah of just making sure you have no regrets experiences as a member of our community. The brand new building over at Murdoch Hyundai at 4646 South State Street. Beautiful. Congratulations to all the workers over there who got through that time. If you're going to head over to Murdoch Hyundai, please email me first so we can give you a VIP uh, meeting that's in Logan, Linden, or in Murray. When you do, hit me at dlock09 at gmail.com and also mention to me what location, and we'll set you up with that uh, VIP meeting with one of our salespeople and make sure that you're taken care of right away and that you don't have to go through any of that kind of awkward walking in, looking around. Can I help you? And you're like, gosh, is this the guy person? No, we're going to make sure you get set up with the best over at Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also in Logan and in Linden. Feel free to stop by. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Jace Medical. Jace Medical, J-A-S-E Medical. The uh, This is a chance for you to make sure that you are prepared for the craziness of real life, for the supply chain issues, for whatever it might be. Um, whether it's if you live in the East Coast where the power lines are over the top because it's old and next thing you know, you're five days without power. Jace Case gives you a pack of five different antibiotics to treat any long list of bacterial illnesses from UTIs, respiratory infections, to skin infections, to whatever it might be that may happen because stuff happens. So visit Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com, complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy, a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared. So go to Jace Medical and use the code locked on to get $20 off your order. That's Jace, J A S E, medical.com to use the offer and locked on is $20 off your first order. Jazz and the Raptors tonight. Make sure you catch the broadcast on Sirius XM, all local team broadcast available on Sirius XM. So you can catch me and the Booner to on the on Sirius XM. You can also just catch all the NFL playoffs and everything else over on Sirius XM. So please, please do tune in. We'll also be on our local channels today um, and look forward to having it with you. Uh, all right. Next question on our Ask LOJ edition. You guys are so great. Um, this is a good one um, because I think a lot of people um, do – uh, what does the recent play do to Taylor Hendricks' path? Um, and I think um, I think the question, if I have if I have the premise of the question correctly, it is um, is that the uh, insinuation, and I've um, I, I've said this too. The feeling was. Um, I, I think that, that Taylor kind of the feeling was that things could happen in the trade deadline and Taylor could have minutes opened up for him for the final 35 minutes of the game. 
um, because <clears throat> we might not have been in it. Um, right? I think that's that's kind of. I'll, I'll be honest. That, that's probably what I expected. Um, which is that you know that you you would have ended up with again you're twelve you're twelve and thirty three, and so you move one or two players, and then Taylor opens up some time, or you know some players are free agents at the end of the year, and they don't mind not playing because they don't want to get hurt. But I don't think we're there right now. And I don't know that it matters. Um, first off, the G League has been great for Taylor. The 30 minutes a night he's getting in the G League. I love it. I get my emails from Megan Zipfell and Will Trubshaw and the PR group over at um, the Stars every night. And I'm immediately checking the box score. And, and I check the box score every night. It's just, it's super cool to see. Right now, like yesterday, you got to practice. He and... Bryce are practicing with the team right now and, and they're with the team because the G League has a few days off. And then we're really at a point now where the G League does a really, really nice job of making sure that the Jazz don't play on the same day as the Stars. And so, you know, yeah, you're going to go on road trips, but that's, you know, that's part of it. But, you know, you just look at what's going on. And Taylor, the other night, 18 points, five rebounds, blocked five shots. Like, played 37 minutes. That's a lot. One of the things Taylor should do is learn how to play harder. Well, one of the ways you play harder is you play a lot. Um, And Josh Christopher just, they just waved him. I'm guessing he might have signed somewhere. And they added this kid, Jason Preston, on a two-way, who I actually really liked out of Ohio. Kind of good hesitation guard. But Taylor took nine threes out of his 11 shots the other night. Okay, so he's four of nine. Probably would like to see a little more of that. Block five shots, five rebounds, two assists. It's terrific. Sure, going up against Justin Campagne and Malik Williams is not this, and Cole Swider is not the same thing as going against NBA players. But you know, if he plays out the G League schedule, I think it's great. He's getting thirty-five minutes a night. He's playing great, and and then we evaluate. So yes, there is a chance that if we're really in a playoff run, you're in, and we don't make trades at the deadline or give just move players for the sake of moving players, that Taylor <clears throat> gets a few less NBA minutes because of the fact the team's playing so much better right now. If the team was in the tank or just not playing well, then yeah, you probably are more willing to like go grab Taylor and give him minutes. Um, and so I think that's, um, I think that's has an impact and I, but I don't think it's a negative impact, but I do think it is an impact. Why is Walker Kessler <clears throat> better coming off the bench than starting? So I'm not totally sold on the premise of this question. Um, I'll be honest. I, I think it might be correlation, not causation. Uh, Walker's been incredibly good in, I think maybe not talked about enough, frankly. So separating John Collins and Walker Kessler has been one of the most important things for the jazz playing better that they're playing, that they're not playing together. That was cloggy and clunky and, and and not enough room and and there were problems with that the so that that's been a major that's been a major piece of this puzzle the the next piece of this is is walker actually better off the bench sure walker playing second level guys is a big advantage but frankly a lot of times Second level guys spread out the floor more and teams play with less centers. So, you know, I always thought that that was where 
John would be better, but John's actually, we've been better with John starting, spreading the floor, giving everyone the starting group, the space to be able to play with. And that's been better for everybody involved. Walker's been brilliant. Let's discuss this for a second. Since the 13th of December, or actually, uh, which no, no, since the 25th of November, when he came back from his injury, Teams are shooting 20% below average inside six feet when he's the closest defender. 20%, 19.8, I rounded up. 42.5% shooting inside six feet when Walker Kessler is the closest defender. Now, maybe that's because he's coming off the bench against those, you know, since December 13th, we've gone to the bench or gone to the zone. It's 43.5%. It's 19.4% better than average. And it's seven shots a game. For the season, Walker's the number one defender inside six feet in the NBA, now by a large margin. He's minus 16. Rudy Gobert's minus 14.8. So that's the next... One along the next person is Rudy. I'm not sure that this is because Walker's coming off the bench. I think John Collins has worked really, really well recently starting. So Walker's coming off the bench and separating John Collins and Walker Kessler has been the answer. And that's been huge to the success of this team. But I'm not sure that this success is because he's coming off the bench. So um, we've shifted where he is offensively. He's playing a little bit more in the corner and slicing in on the baseline and getting those dunks than he was when he was just standing under the basket. Um, we're trying to play a little bit more pick and roll with him. Um, he's playing more confidently. He's not hurt. He was hurt on the first game of the year. Um, his rim defensive numbers were not good when he was hurt. When he came back from his injuries, when they've all turned. So he's been brilliant. Let me say it again. Inside six feet, since November 25th, teams are shooting 20% below league average on those shots if Walker Kessler is the closest defender. 20. For the season, he's a 16.0, and Gobert's a 14.8. Just to kind of put this in perspective, I think there's only three players that are better than 13. Here's the other one. And now this might lead to the bench. Since in our last 13 games, we're 10 and three. In those 13 games, Walker's plus 140. Plus 140. I don't think the team's plus 140. Um, he's plus 10.8 every night on the floor. Not in a lot of minutes either. Uh, you know, that's pretty awesome. So Walker Kessler off the bench is working. I'm not sure that that's why Walker's working, but Walker in this role and John in this role is certainly working. It might be the single most important thing that's happened with the Utah Jazz. Uh, I then got asked... Nicely, if there was something that hasn't been talked about. I was like, oh, I don't know. And then it dawned on me. 
Yes. There's a points gained element to why the Jazz are winning. And David loves points gained. So that's next on Locked. What is points gained, you ask, if you're new to the show? It's my offensive metric that evaluates an impact of an offensive player in the NBA. And I tell you, inefficient offensive players are killers. And that's what we've changed. And it's next on Locked on Jazz. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. If you're looking to get into the action this weekend in either the NFL or the NBA, you can do it with Prize Pick. It's the daily fantasy sports, number one daily fantasy sports platform in North America, the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. If you are against, you know, if you if you just you against the numbers, it's not pros or sharks. It's more or less on two or six player projections. You can intermix NBA. So you could take LeBron against us on Saturday and Travis Kelsey. You could take what you think Colin Sexton's gonna get and who is Tyree Kill healthy? Tyree Kill's gonna get. I don't know. Uh you could also do uh, go up against rapper Malik Mitt. Uh, Meek Mill. You can also go up against Andrew Schultz, comedian. There's all sorts of fun things uh, you can do along with it. And Prize Picks does let you reboot if one of your players gets injured for football or basketball games if they don't play the second half. So right now, it's really super fun. You can get involved with Prize Picks, and if you make your first deposit, Prize Picks will match it up to a hundred dollars with the promo code Locked On NBA. That's PrizePicks.com/slash Locked On NBA. PrizePicks.com/slash Locked On NBA. Thank you very much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. Locked On Raptors is really, really good. Sean Woodley did a great job today recapping kind of where they are, what's going on. He did that yesterday. Super show. Um, If you want to get ready for tonight's game, Locked On Lakers with the Kaminsky Brothers is great. If you haven't caught our national channel, Locked On Sports Today, it's up on Amazon Fire TV. It's also available on News On. It's also available on YouTube for a 24-7 stream. Uh, If you're local in Atlanta, Minnesota, Dallas, or Southern California, we have local feeds for you that are so go grab them all right time for a little points gained i think i shared screen last time on this it's hard to do um let's see if i can can i share screen again the um all right points gained is the amount of points that a player scores on a given night compared to league average with the same amount of scoring opportunities. So for example, the number one player in the NBA right now is Joel Embiid at plus 3.4. He uses 27 scoring opportunities a night and he averages 3.4 points more than what average players would do with those scoring opportunities. Okay, this is how we look at it. And we're right on schedule. We have about three players above three. We have about 10 players above two. And the point of what we've talked about many, many times over the years is that if you're an everyday or you know, is that because it's so hard to be positive, negative players are far more disruptive than you realize. So here are the 10 kind of most effective offensive players in the NBA. Joel Embiid, 3.4. Giannis, 3.2. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 3.2. Kevin Durant, 2.7. Nicole Jokic, 2.6. Jared Allen in Cleveland, 2.3. They're winning. Kristaps Porzingis, 2.3. Chet Holmgren, 2.1. Jalen Johnson, Atlanta, 2.0. They started winning when he came back. And Lowry Markin in 2.0. Lowry should be an all-star. No question. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, 1.9. Demata Sabonis, 1.9. Anthony Davis, 1.9. James Harden, 1.9. Grayson Allen having a great year, 1.9. Steph, 
So there you go. But the key thing here, if you're just new to this, is plus 2.0, there's only 10 players in the NBA that positively impact you two points more than average. So if you have negative players on your team who are like negative two or more or 1.5 or more, they're as negative. It doesn't seem like it, but they're as negative as Lowry Markinen is positive. So here are the players who play that are minus 1.5 or more in the NBA. Jeremy Sohan, Keontae George, Shaden Sharp, rookie Brandon Miller, a lot of rookies in here. Sewer Thompson, Victor Webanyama. This is why I don't worry about what's going on with um, Keontae. Cade Cunningham, Taylor Horton Tucker, with three of these guys. Jalen Green, Jordan Poole, Jordan Clarkson, Xavier Tillman, uh, Dariq Whitehead, Killian Hayes, Cam Thomas, Andrew Wiggins, Nikola Vucevic, Cody Mil- Martin, Theo Maladin, Scoot Henderson is the worst at minus 3.2. Okay, Russell's no longer in here, by the way. That's why the Clippers are winning. Uh, Russell's one minus 1.4, but still, okay. So if you take a look at what was going on with Utah, we were getting a lot of productivity out of Lowry Marketing and Kelly Olenek plus 1.3 and Kessler's Walker's plus 0.9. Bigs are good at this. Colin, 0.6, is suddenly playing a lot more than he was before, and Jordan's a minus 1.8. Like Jordan, and we're going to look at the last 10 games, Jordan's not a minus 1.8, but Jordan was killing us. Taylor Horton Tucker's a minus 1.6. He's not playing anymore. Keontae was starting and getting a ton of minutes at a 1.5, if worse. Not worse, because he's this like probably 1.8 to minus 2. Those are real killers. Ochai's a minus 0.3. Chris Dunn's a minus 0.5. That, that's it. The way you get really, really good is you have one of these positive 10 players, and then you have everybody else somewhat, if possible, at league average. I think I've switched screens. Yep, looks like it. Yep, okay. Um, this is the last 10 games. So we'll do a quick sort. Last 10 games, Jokic is plus 6.1. Shea is 5.1. Jalen Williams, Oklahoma City is 4.1. Miles Turner, 3.5. Aaron Gordon, 3.4. Anthony Davis, 3.4. Jason Tatum, 3.4. Kevin Durant, 3.2. Giannis, 3.2. Joel Embiid, Chet. Similar names. Let's go look at Utah. Walker Kessler, 2.5. And I just went through Walker Kessler's plus minus. Lowry Markin, 2.4. Okay, those are massive numbers. Colin, 1.7. That's insane for a guard. There aren't many better. Kelly Olenek, 1.6. John Collins, 0.6. I don't remember what John Collins was before. Oh, on the other. Simone, 0.2. Jordan Clarkson, instead of being minus 1.9, is a negative 0.3. That's basically fine. Keontae George, instead of being minus 1.8, is minus 0.8. Massively more important. Chris Dunn's a minus 1.2. That's not great. That's why I told you it surprised me. And Ochai's a minus 1.1. Ochai's is not making shots right now. He will. And Taylor Horton Tucker's not playing, and Taylor Hendricks is not playing, and Omer York Saban's not playing. We're not quite there. We're not great offensively since, you know, since last 11 games, we're 10th offensively. It's great. Actually, that is pretty great. That's because of these guys. Walker's plus 2.5. Lowry's plus 2.4. 
Collins 1.7 and Kelly Lennox 1.6. That's great. That's big time. But the bigger thing is we don't have Jordan Clarkson just eliminating Lowry Markin's performance. We don't have Taylor Horton Tucker then eliminating three other people's performance. And then we don't have Keontae eliminating guys that are like actually don't exist. And then we're just negative. Right? By the way, the coldest players in the NBA. Markel Fultz, Cam Thomas, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Kyle Kuzma, Scoot Henderson, DeAndre Eaton, Taylor has not played much, not fair. Dylan Brooks hasn't played much, I don't think. Keldon Johnson in San Antonio, Paulo Boncaro minus 2.4. That highlights in late game makes me love Paulo Boncaro, and then I run his numbers, and I just kind of still don't know. Tyler Hero minus 2.4. And all the rookies. Uh, Jokic is on a different planet right now. But that's part of it. That's part of what's going on here. The reason the Jazz are good right now is because of points gained. And that's part of what you're seeing. And that's part of why they're winning. And then defensively, we're way better because of Walker. Because teams are shooting 20% below. So a fabulous Ask LOJ by you guys. Catch the broadcast tonight on SiriusXM. Catch it on KSL. Catch it on Utah Jazz app. We look forward to talking to you. Have a wonderful day. It is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Thanks for tuning in. And now I send you to the first ever 24-7 national sports stream on YouTube, Locked on Sports Today.